watching over me. <laughs> Suddenly I'm melting <laughs> into yeah, you. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Can you tell it's Friday and I'm delirious? TGIF. TGI fucking F. <laughs> Jump in Jehoshaphat. Jump in Jehoshaphats. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Hello, Jenna. How is you? How is me? I is great. How are is you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, this week has been honestly the most bittersweet week. Yeah. Um, because it is my, it's my last full week at my current school and it's just been, it's been bittersweet, uh, like I said, because, you know, I had, I had prom this week and I had graduation and then yesterday we had, um, an end of the year party. Ooh, a party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> oh, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> we'll get there. Go ahead. It was fun. It was very fun. Um, but I realized, I mean, I was trying to do the whole, like, two drink, like, you know, nursing my drinks, like, you know, not trying to go too crazy. So a drink and your two-step. I, I had my drink and my two-step, for sure. <laughs> but we went to this um, this Caribbean restaurant, which Ooh, was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. It was it right was to use drinking your two-step. <laughs> exactly. Um, it was this place called Stella's in Park Slope. Shout out to Stella's, because their food was... Stella! Exactly, that's what we were saying! <laughs> Stella! <laughs> um... But yeah, shout out to Stella's because that food was, it, it, I felt, if I felt the love, like you tasted the love in this food, but yo, your rum punches are strong. Well, I, <laughs> them Caribbean people, they know how to make a good drink. Oh my God. Yes. This <laughs> drink, like I, I didn't even know, I knew that there was this, um, this particular ingredient that did come from Jamaica. But apparently, it's the equivalent of like one fifty Bacardi one fifty one rum. So I had two of them, oh and God. I was like, "Why am I so drunk? Why did you drink diesel fuel? <laughs> Why am I Don't you so know it's expensive drunk? right now?" <laughs> so I, you know, I, I just had I had one of those moments where I'm just like, "Wow, I'm fucked up." Um, you know those like situations where Absolutely. you just like you're like I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't, but you do. Right? Yeah, like I need to go. So I'm at, as I'm exiting, trying to make my grand exit. Right? Uh -huh, what it's happens? a tiny little ahead, place, and me. there's a step. <laughs> so naturally, Michael knows where this is going. <laughs> so naturally, yes. So naturally, the, you. Tripped over the step. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> I anything I was anything there. broken? Nothing was broken. That's I all fell. That matters. I fell graciously as normal. <laughs> as if you had wings in your back. As so if I had wings on, on my back. And I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but not everyone at work knows me, you know, in my sober klutziness but well, you and i both know that yes you know we'll fall more when we're drunk but when we're sober when i'm sober <laughs> i fall just as much so 
people were coming up to me like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, like this morning when I, when I went to work. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Well, there's a history, but we'll, we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> anyway, to our listeners, welcome back to welcome another episode back of License, License to, to Learn. Learn. I mean, if you're back, then thanks for coming back. And And you're definitely learning because you definitely are living. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome Welcome to to this crazy ride. (laughs) That we call our podcast. (laughs) But, oh my god, I came in. And Mike had snacks ready for me. I was prepared. I mean, this again, we talked about this. This is a learning experience. So when my wife tells me I need and and you got snacks, crack cracks (laughs) the whip and says, you better have A through Z set up. You best believe the (laughs) husband has got it set up. Uh, rightfully so. Thanks, Gusbin. You are so welcome. <laughs> now, when now th- when this is making me think of snacking back in the day. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know exactly. I what know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those listeners, I'm going to just introduce the the scenario here. For those listeners that grew up in a household where maybe you didn't have as many snacks in your house, or maybe you had specific snacks, well. My house and Jenna's house definitely had very specifics. Very different snacks. Very, very, <laughs> right. It was like oranges to pineapples. Completely different. So, again, coming from a maybe a off-the-boat Italian family, there's more fruit in the house. There's always, my mother's always offering. Jenna always loves the, the quote of, Fruit salad. Right. Comes in for five minutes, leaves three hours later, because my mother's now fed the whole kitchen of fruit and vegetables to Jenna herself. Versus when I go into Jenna's house as a child, it was like going to Pleasure Island of candy and cookies (laughs) and cakes. (laughs) And Dunkaroos. I could not fruit by the foot. Oh my goodness, you're bringing me back years right now. Years <laughs> and calories I don't want to think about that are affect my body if I touch it now. Well, the the joke, well, it's like a it's a joke, but it's the truth of how we grew up in each other's homes. Like he would come to my house and it would be like, "Hey, you want some cake? You want some cookies? You want fruit by the foot?" <coughs> and then I would go to Michael's house and his mom would be like, "You want some fruit salad? I cut up like this array of fruit and I would, you know, be so excited about this fruit salad because my mom, my mom didn't really make a lot of fruit salad. Like we, we had fruit. <laughs> well, she did, but it was kind of produced and kind of put into candy-like yeah, fruitiness. Was, yeah, covered by chocolate. <laughs> like Starburst <laughs> or uh, uh, Gushers yeah. or, <laughs> I mean, there was fruit in it, but. <laughs> oh my God. But that's just, that's just one example of. Well. Fast forwarding now to yeah. present, we uh, have recently gone, and I, I hope many of you, you know now that things have kind of wound down with all this, uh, you know, regulations of, of mask wearing and such, get the chance to get out there and go try some really good food that's out there in the island and the boroughs and the city. 
we actually went to a food festival oh, not too yes. long ago. I and, love when things are centered around food. Uh, right, so just as we were speaking <laughs> to introduce you, <laughs> um, fast forwarding into present life, um, maybe, Jenik, you can give us a little bit of a description of this food festival in uh, Queens, Queens, New York. Oh, for sure. So we went to the annual um, Bayside Queens food, and, yeah, food festival, and it was just the most amazing experience. I had gone um, prior to the pandemic, and it was I had the best time. Um, it was just such a great opportunity to... I don't know, I felt like I was part of a community, and I felt so proud to um, have this array of restaurants in my backyard, and when you go to the food festival, you pay, you know, you pay for your ticket, and then you get, um, you, you get, like, a, a long piece of paper, and they have each of the participating re restaurants on the ticket, and then you go to each of the restaurants, and they have food for you to sample, so, I mean, we definitely had we our, sampled all right. We sampled a lot. And <laughs> there was about, you know, 35 restaurants on the, the ticket. And that, that's not even all the restaurants, right? right. So, like, if you, um, if you ever go to Bayside, Queens, like Bell Boulevard, that's the hub of, you know, the restaurants and the bars and um, the businesses. So, it felt, I love supporting local businesses, and it felt so nice to be able to do that outside and you know with the company of amazing friends agreed i couldn't agree more in <laughs> fact um one of the favorite one of my favorite places was actually the place that we had visited uh it was one of the first ones that we went to yeah but i yeah. can't remember the name of it and we clearly didn't do it that day either so we came up with our I own i believe names you're to referring it. to the lazy cow right or the mad cow disease uh, restaurant <laughs> we, or, no <laughs> <laughs> and that is not even a reflection of like what, what they we gave think us. Is the restaurant. We just yeah. couldn't never. We couldn't remember, remember the it. name Lazy Cow for some. I don't know. Are cows lazy? I have no mm, idea. To a point, but they do sleep standing up. They do. Is that is that laziness? I guess sometimes in my <laughs> life I fall asleep standing up. Sometimes I guess it's lazy. I guess that's lazy. I'm Although like, in some cultures it's actually a compliment. Uh, in Japan, I believe, actually, it's a compliment in politicians. If they fall asleep during a hearing or some kind of meeting for the politicians, they it's actually a compliment that they're sleeping. During like, a meeting? Right. It's like going to the Senate of the U.S. and falling asleep and being allowed to. So can I fall asleep during my faculty meetings? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, wow, it just makes me think about how far we've come since... I guess you could say the beginning of the pandemic and the best thing about this food festival is that it was so nice to it felt it felt like it was pre-pandemic again like I it made me forget what pandemic and that makes me think about oh my god everything that we have been through just since the March of 2020 and yeah. I remember you being in Italy yeah. in March of 2020. Yeah. And you went through quarantine in Italy. Yeah. Must be nice. It was and it wasn't. I mean, if there's any place that I wished, for most of you, that 
don't know me, I actually, you know, as life takes you on many paths, you change your career thoughts, you try to progress, you try to go up the ladder. And the ladder signifies you succeeding in life or getting to a place where you want to be for yourself. In any case, I studied abroad, which I encourage all of you to do so. And don't yes, study abroad. Study abroad. Study abroad. Just do it. America's going to be here when you come back. Just study abroad. Or it's not. Or it's not. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate. <laughs> At this rate. <laughs> we will get there. Uh, so, yes, I was there for the pandemic and... What was that like, being in Italy? Like, really, I I mean, I know I spoke to you a lot during that time, but now that you've had, you know, some time to reflect on that part of your life, like, what was it like to... Uh, It was like kind of being in jail in a beautiful European city with history and beauty around you and mountains, and the only place you could really go was to the supermarket to eat. And you know what? Their food... I'll go there any day and during a pandemic and if I was in jail to eat their food any day wow. because it was the freshest food. I cooked fresh food every single day, even though I was, you know, just like anybody else, it was, it was hard because yeah. the laws over there they were so strict. Mm-hmm. As you know, it was like the red zone of, yeah. of Europe. Yeah, of, of it was like a whole epicenter of Europe yeah. and it was, I remember being, you know, nervous for you because... Everything was hitting Italy so hard, and that was like I said, the, the like you called the nucleus, an epicenter of the coronavirus. Yeah. So to know that you were there, and it was you know scary because you know all I want to do is make you you know keep you safe. Correct. Thank you for your concerns. <laughs> Although here I am, and now it's been already two years that I haven't been in Italy, and I'm missing it dearly. But you got COVID in Italy. I did, and then I got COVID twice in America. <laughs> And I'm vaccinated. <laughs> where, where are all my Delta, Delta variants at? Where are the Omicrons? <laughs> where, where are the OG? I'm gonna call it the OG COVID. Like I, you know, the original, the original COVID. <laughs> that was that was my COVID. Um, Which I also recall from Italy, seeing you and yeah. your and and your boyfriend literally laying in bed with your hoods up, feeling as if you were dying. Not moving on a screen, so I thought it was actually frozen. Oh so my you guys, because you yeah, didn't you move. Yeah, well, we didn't move for <laughs> like ten days. Yeah, it was what an experience. The, I mean, the OG COVID was no joke. OG COVID was so scary because I remember schools closed. Ironically, March thirteenth. I think it was a, a Friday, and I ended up getting sick that Sunday. And I remember thinking, like, oh, you know. It, I wasn't. I was not even nervous about getting sick because it, it. I was like, I kind of just. Not that I didn't take it seriously, but I really didn't think I was going to get sick, and because I'm, a, I thought like I'm healthy, you know, like when I'm not going to get sick, but got sick, and it was really scary. Like I lost. I did lose my smell and taste for like three weeks. Luckily, I didn't have any of the respiratory stuff like I was able to you know breathe so I didn't have to go to the hospital but the scariest part was that there was no availability of testing at that time so at that time you had to qualify for testing so I never I never actually got tested so technically you know I'm not even part of the statistics but it was 
quite an interesting experience because I just kept on thinking to myself, I'm like, holy shit, like, people are dying from this every day, and I have this virus that nobody knows anything about. So, you know, I, I, it made me not take my health for granted ever, and, you know, even though, yes, I was really sick, I, I was super grateful that I was able to recover from it. (laughs) Yeah. And. Absolutely. After even having pneumonia, like that, I thought that was the worst experience. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, the the recovery period after having COVID of was really. I think it's a universal feeling that people, you know, most like people with, have, yeah. have had actually with it is the recovery. So absolutely. Like I remember walking to the store and being at, out of breath after walking two blocks, and I'm like, oh wow, like yeah, <laughs> I didn't cool. realize how hard that was going to be. Yeah. Um, it's just funny how it just affects people in different ways. But, I mean, that w- this was something that we we really had no, absolutely no control over this whole situation, obviously. Whoever may be in power and whatever our listeners think um, or may surmise of what's going on in our world or see COVID as a conspiracy or not or a medical thing or if it was man-made or it was uh, zoonotic, um, we can all agree that we had no, absolutely no control over it mm-hmm. besides the fact of people that wanted and did not want to wear masks or take a, take a vaccine or so forth. But there are things in life that have just been overturned mm-hmm. actually today, unfortunately, um, that we do oh and God. could have had control over and have had control over it for 50 years which we've worked tirelessly as a humanity for, and now we don't have it. And for our listeners, we're speaking of... We're talking about Roe v. Wade being overturned today, and that's been the worst news to wake up to. And obviously, if you listened to our last episode, you know how we feel about this. And it, it is... it is. I'm devastated, I am disgusted, and I am scared because this only feels like it could be the beginning of other things that are to perhaps be overturned or abolished or um, under scrutiny Um, and my heart just breaks for anybody out there everybody everybody everybody, because the fact that people are making decisions about our bodies is outright disgusting and for um people to vote on this and for it to be a majority vote and to overturn something that has been in effect for 50 years it it, it is not pushing our country forward like correct i mean i feel like we're going into the handmaid's tale we may Especially with those, again, those lovely outfits in Target. Oh my god. Uh, So, (laughs) again, something, uh, you know, just to, uh, and everyone, you're welcome to your, you're entitled to your opinion about this, um, whether we believe it or or disagree about it. Um, However, you know, this is something uh, I also feel a certain way about. Um, Speaking to uh, somebody today... Um, you know, they kind of felt a little more conservative about it. They said, well, no, it's not fully gone. It's just given, the power is given back to the states. Now, I I don't know too much about 
what it was before besides that it was a mess before. So I don't really know what it's going to turn into that given back to the states besides them denying it. It, um, it has everything to do with access. Okay. Access to abortion. Yeah. And when you take away the access to abortion, you are limiting the, you know, the, you're limiting this for the individual who may not have the means to travel to a state where perhaps it's legal. abortion is legal. Right. And it's it's devastating because the re, like there are so many repercussions of this decision that I don't even know if people who made these decisions can understand especially no offense the men um, I'm not okay None with taken. men making decisions about women, women. and I just it, it, it's so devastating. It is so, so devastating because regardless of how somebody feels about abortion, you're taking away somebody's right to make their own decision and their right to choose. Whether you would, you know, get an abortion or not in a situation that is your own, by you taking this away from people, you are giving them you're giving up the right for somebody to make a decision about their bodies. And very, very well put. Uh, something else to lead off of that, you know, is, you know, as you said, like, uh, about, you know, what's going to come next and so forth. Um, as many of you, as you know, I hope you had a very, um, Good, uh, good fun weekend. That was nice and sunny. It rained a little bit, but it was nice uh, for the Juneteenth weekend. Mm -hmm. um, it was actually nice uh, for once to have uh, another day off um, and getting paid for it. And it was really nice. It's nice, but I hope that we can come up with a kind of a, a vision for our country on how to celebrate it. Because I'm sure they will eventually, but most people did celebrate at barbecues, they had families together. There was, uh, I think I saw in the news also, there was um, a uh, some kind of assembly that went mm -hmm. on about it to uh, discuss, um, you know, the meanings of it, what it represents for the African-American community, what it means for people. Um, and, and it is not purchasing ice cream that is for Juneteenth. Correct. They're, they're, just like just like for Pride Month, do not right. go. There was um, there was something on the news I saw in Trevor Noah's uh, monologue that you know it kind of referenced our previous discussion about how to actually show support for <laughs> you know. <laughs> these types of causes yeah. and these types of celebrations in a it. way that actually honors yeah. what we're celebrating instead of the capitalist ideals behind it. Correct. And I saw that, you know, there was videos that, you know, businesses made like watermelon salad. They had Juneteenth ice cream. Yes, this was a thing. And yes, <laughs> about have a nice ambrosia, a nice ambrosia salad. I yeah, I mean we can get in. There's all a ton of different stereotypes that you can 
uh, you know, reference here, but this is not the, this is not the purpose behind these behind holidays. The, right. And making this an official federal holiday, yeah, that 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 feels like we're moving forward a little bit. But it sure does. I mean, ugh. You know, it is, uh, as you mentioned, it is Pride Month, and uh, I, I, you know, happy Pride to everybody out there, uh, whether you celebrate it or not, (laughs) and um, I just want you to know I don't usually celebrate it, (laughs) Uh, so uh, just to make you all aware of it. (laughs) Very unique, very unique. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, quite. I'm a very unique individual. You are. (laughs) Very unique man. So, I, uh, you know, as... We discussed before, we did go to the food festival, but we were supposed to go to Gay Pride, Yeah, actually. update on the Pride event. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we didn't end up going, and you know what? We didn't go. Finally, and I just wanted to, to tell our listeners. It was raining. No, it was, but it's just funny how life works, that you learn as you go, because I literally had to mentally prepare myself, emotionally prepare myself. I bought outfits, I bought colorful shorts, I bought all these capitalist stuff we just spoke about <laughs> to, to support our people yeah. the whole line and then i'm ready to go rearing to go out the door and it's raining and and it, it's and canceled then this, and then this one and that one and it couldn't go and then it just the whole thing apparently still went on but oh, we did? just yeah apparently in, oh, Farm, I thought in, it was in farmingdale new york they still had a parade no long beach no, in Farmingdale, they still have oh, the parade. No, we were going to Rain or shine. Yes, but that one, I believe, was canceled. Oh, okay. Um, whether it was or wasn't, I'm not sure. Either way, my point is, never... Don't expect anything and appreciate everything. Because mm. in times when you expect it to happen, it usually in life will not happen. And that is the part that I have learned over and over again thus far in life. Now, you've had these anxieties for quite some time surrounding these events. And I kind of want to speak on this a little bit. So, you know, I want to make it clear, like, sometimes, you know, for our listeners, if you've ever experienced also different walks of life or, you know, you were bullied in high school, you were outcasted by certain people that you, you know, that you wanted to be, you know, that you felt no differently from or you looked differently and they didn't accept you whatever the case was uh it just builds a stigma for you and on those group of people well it just happens for me that happened for my own labeled community of Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. is that the fact that i you know there i have experienced personally judgment and not so very friendly people in my own community and i've even been outcasted because i'm more conservative Mm -hmm. i am a conservative and actually i learned actually there's a uh, there's a there's another whole basically segregated group for lgbtq of gays that are more conservative they're not even incorporated in the group anymore which i find is so so they're treating like the outcasts. Right. You're basically group. throwing your own people out. So you're supposed to be an accepting group of people, and yet you throw the stones at a glass house. Mm. So I don't really understand that whole thing. And I have spoken to a few people in the past, and they've gotten into really big litigations about it. And I just want you to know that you are allowed to believe what you want to believe. This is, this is America. 
you can believe what you want to believe. If you come from a more traditional household, you don't, whatever the case is, with all due respect for the other human that's next to you saying whatever their beliefs are, you're allowed to believe what you want to believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's your right. Absolutely. So it's, you know, came so far years later as the microphone slides off the table for Jenna. (laughs) I don't even like... (laughs) I didn't even move and like things fall, things, like <laughs> I right. fall, things fall. Like, like I, yeah. I don't, I don't. Un- Gravity is just like plays tricks with me. It's a okay. <laughs> so, you know, it took me a long time to get to uh, thirty-one years old and and finally gain the confidence in who I am as a person and I've come so long that I know who I am I'm not ashamed of who I am I don't hide it from anybody I'm very open about it um and you're awfully handsome why why thank you <laughs> you're quite beautiful yourself oh thank you this is not about me <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is maybe it is <laughs> <laughs> what about me, me? <laughs> always <laughs> so, you know, it just don't give up. When you're ready, don't let anyone push you to when you're ready to stand up for what you believe. And as long as you're doing it correctly with... With what feels right for you, I would say. Then stand up for it. Um, you know, at the rate that things are going, we don't know where things are going. Uh, in fact, it brings up another point, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, you know... And I think we spoke about this last time, but or possibly not. But all these shootings that are going on in our country mm-hmm. with guns and gun control oh, yeah. and changing the law. Um, now guns have more rights than right. So they just passed than childbearing people. Yeah, they actually ju- ironically, that's a very good point. Actually, touche. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do believe in our constitutional right to bear arms, at least for me, I believe it in a different context of with specifics i don't think you need to have an ak-47 there's no need for people to have semi-automatic right. weapons. unless you're in the army or, or in military militia there's i really personally don't believe you need to have one i don't um i personally believe that you are allowed to have the right people should have the access to have guns after a rigorous hard screening for a for a while, eight, and it needs to be regulated hardcore. Mm-hmm. But without that regulation, these things, unfortunately, and the illegal guns that are on our streets, mm-hmm. they continue to pop up in these events and these very unfortunate, sad events. But these these mass shootings, Michael, are happening with guns that people are purchasing legally with technically legally without any sort of background check or um any of the i guess you could say homework that needs to be done before purchasing a weapon yeah and personally i have not i've not grown up around guns um my family never owned a gun yeah Um, my family is pretty anti-guns. Okay. So when I think about the Second Amendment, to the right to bear arms, yeah. um, I think I think about how in, at, in one way 
this is a law. This was a law that was created in the 1700s when people had property that they needed to defend or that they felt that they needed to defend. Um, and our society has very much changed uh, throughout the course of history and perhaps people don't need access to guns the way that people needed access to guns back in the 1700s. And what's the other way? What other way? You said there was two things, you know, in one way you feel a certain way and the other way you feel Yeah, the other way I feel like at the same time, the way that our society is going, it feels like the trajectory of our society at this point. It's like the fact that um, this law for concealed carrying, it, it scares me because, I mean, we're not, we live in New York, we're not from even a state where they had these types of laws that were legal to begin with, so this is something completely new, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm awfully fearful because there's so much that, it, especially in New York City, there's so much happening on mass transit, and there's so much to be hyper aware of, you know, when you're navigating yourself through these situations where now you have to think about, oh, you know, does somebody, is somebody really carrying a gun on them? And in a way, this constitutional law feels antiquated, but right now it's like, do I, you know, do I need a gun to potentially have to protect myself from other people who are carrying guns so it I think it creates this um, this moral dilemma especially for people who you know did not grow up around guns I mean I've I can just say that I've shot a gun one time at a shooting range and yeah. I wouldn't even put that experience as a positive experience okay. it was actually quite traumatizing for me well, um, thank you for sharing that. You know what? I, I also have shot a gun before, and the power, and you can imagine, as you know, it's from experience, the power behind that um, is, and obviously I shot a gun within a state that it was legal on someone's property that allowed me to do so um, with safe precautions. Right. Um, in a controlled environment. Right. Um, however, you know, there's something that, and just to throw out there also is um, there was a woman and I don't know if you saw that article but there was a woman that actually spoke um, I think it was on Fee Stories it was called or Fee.org articles and they were talking about communism and actually they had this Vietnamese woman mm -hmm. and she actually spoke um, about you know the dictatorship that came into Vietnam mm -hmm. uh, in 1984 and basically, she's urging people, you know, she's actually standing up for these rights. And she's saying, you know, why did what happened to them was when they took away all the guns, the government became tyrannical and dictatorship and controlled them all and became a, a country of control um, that we describe as communism. But um, so these are things that also you know, if people are escaping these countries and saying, you know, please, you know, this is something to be aware of, and telling, and, and basically imploring Americans, 
yes, we need to we need to fix these problems, but don't throw them away fully because once you do that, we're at every beck and call of whatever power is in power. I mean, this now this just brings up the point of like like I said before, it's almost as if guns have more rights than humans at this point. So I understand that our society is going in a direction where artificial intelligence is quite the developing, um, quite the developing entity. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but do, are we going to have to fight for robot rights like in the future? Because we may, it yeah. seems like we can't even, uh, you know, we can't even grant human rights accurate you know appropriate human rights to our living um breathing entities in this society and now we're worried you know now we're giving rights to i'm not saying you know the guns have the rights it's the people with the guns that have the rights but this this just doesn't feel good this does not feel positive yeah i understand um, I, and I kind of share in that feeling that it doesn't feel very positive right now of what's going on in our country. Um, and the biggest thing I want to, you know, talk about too is, you know, we've, we have fought so many times for things to be changed in people's benefits or, uh, again, for the opportunity to to change something that actually will benefit our lives and, and humanity as a whole in our country. And we're at a point now where I'm very uncertain and very concerned about our future, uh, as you will describe, and I'm sure many of you listeners out there, our audience, uh, thank you for listening, uh, are probably feeling the same way. And we're wondering, when is this going to turn around? And we want you to know that Jen and I, we're with you. We're in the same boat. With you guys out there, we're going through the same economic and financial struggles as well as the same worries that you guys are sharing, we are also sharing with you. Len, let us know um, and make sure that, you know, if you're definitely listening to us on Spotify to answer the polls and the questions that we're posting because yes, please. we want to hear from you and we want to hear about... Um, you know, where, what, how these conversations that we're having, like where they're landing with you, what is resonating, um, what, you know, what, what do you have to say that contributes to this conversation? And, you know, we also would just love to, um, you know, express our gratitude for everybody that has shown the utmost support. support for okay. especially our last episode. Um, it was our first premiere episode. So. Oh. Uh, I would also like to have a shout out. Uh, many of you, and I'm going to may put a question at the bottom after this also, but the mom jeans, uh, the uh, those jeans you were mentioning. The mom about, jeans? The mom jeans. The mom jeans. Uh, many people have reacted. I don't know if you got the same reaction, <laughs> yes. but they all said absolutely not. Yeah, no, low-rise no low jeans. Abolish low-rise jeans. Like, can we get our priorities Let's get our straight? pickets together. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> In any case, thank you for listening to this episode of License, License to, to Learn. Learn. 
And we will be back with you in a short moment to make you laugh, maybe speak on some things to make you think a few. We'll check you later. Goodbye. <laughs>